What is a summertime patriot? Y'all heard me use this term many times. A summertime patriot is someone who is willing to stand up for what's right and willing to take pride in their nation and stand for the rights and liberties and freedoms that we were granted just because we were born here. When it's easy. When it's popular. When it's fun. When it's cool. There are people that talk a good talk, but they do not walk a walk. When shit gets hard, they run. When it's time to make that hard call and say that hard thing. Well, it's don't rock a boat, don't cause drama. Well, surely it can't be that bad. Well, come on. They'll be better than that, won't they? And they sit there and they do nothing. And we've all been guilty of it for far too long. It's how we got to this particular part. Wake up! These are the times the dry man's souls, the summer soldier and the sunshine patriot, will in this time of crisis shrink from the service of his country. But he that stands by deserves the love and thanks of men and women. Tyranny, like hell, is not easily conquered. Yet we have this consolation with us, that the harder the conflict, the more glorious the triumph. What obtained too cheap, we esteem too lightly. It is dearness only that gives everything its value. We seek fellow winter soldiers, because unlike the sunshine patriots, we stand by our country. Through thick and thin, doing whatever it takes to serve it, including exposing the crimes of those in government, in order to steer it back to the right track. Let it be told that in the depth of winter, when nothing but hope and virtue could survive, that the city and the country, alarmed at one common danger, came forth to meet and to repulse it. The term winter soldier is contrast of the summer patriot, who deserted at Valley Ford because things got hard. We were drawing the blood red line, have to be the winter soldiers now. We could be quiet. We could comply and live peaceful lives, but we feel because of what threatens this country, the medical tyranny, the silencing of dissenting voices, not from foreign nations, but our own government, it is why we must speak and stand. Remember the final line of the declaration that we mutually pledged each other, our lives, our fortunes, and our secret honor. Freedom is never more than one generation away from extinction. It must be fought for, protected, for if trouble must come, let it come in our time, so that our children can live. Hello, welcome to another episode of Winter's Call Podcast. I'm Odin. Fuck! I'm Jerry. not her name, but... (laughs) All right. Today, let everybody know the mood before we got started. Well, I think the title of this particular episode ought to give it away. We named this one The Thin Blue Line is Getting Thinner. We have been told, raised, to respect law enforcement for the things they do. That the thin blue line is the line between justice and injustice. It's the line between the good and the bad. And while the majority of police officers, sheriffs, deputies can fall in that category, we are given more and more examples. And I don't want to jump on the police officers all over the country because, let's face it, 
what they're doing to, or what they want us to do to the police are the same group of people that accuse white males for being the only mass shooters that matter. Uh, I got a tweet banned today, so I reposted it and changed the wording uh, because I sit here and I went, isn't it ironic that they sit here and they look, they they make a headline that the the most extreme person in America right now in terms of domestic terrorism is the American young male. But they show almost exclusively light-skinned shooters for the mass shooting. But they have to go back decades to get those pictures. Yeah. And I, so I posted a, I responded to the tweet with, though I don't disagree with the statement that the American male may be an extremist, I find it ironic that you have to go back decades to find enough of the white or light-skinned shooter to justify your headline. Why can't we use ones from this year? And I posted the list that I had Marcus read earlier in our podcast and described the race of all of them. And I said, oh, yeah, I forgot. Narrative. Uh-huh. I don't know why that one got... I don't know why that one got a... Because you didn't go with the narrative. Yeah, same on me. What, what's that so, movie where it says you can't handle the truth? Yeah. A few good men. So, uh, I'm going to go Can get some, uh, while you're going to go get some stuff, let me, let me say something. I'm disgusted at how many people that I am seeing on our side that have decided that this is nothing more than Sandy Hook all over again. It didn't actually happen. It's all crisis actors. And I'm going... I bitched about Obama taking it away from the kids for a fucking felon, but you fucks are worse. You're willing to ignore innocent lives lost so you can push your own version of a fucking narrative. Explain. I ran across a whole bunch of people on TikTok, uh, people that I used to respect, saying that uh, the shooting in Texas didn't actually happen. Well, we know it happened. Yep. But it didn't actually happen. They're all crisis actors. Nobody actually died. All right. So let, let's talk about let's talk about that, shall we? I am going to play a I'm going to play the shorter version. And then we're going to talk about now uh, whether you believe that this is a crisis acting or not. I want you to listen to the people in the background. I want you to listen to what's going on, and we'll describe it, but I want you to hear it. All of you people saying that this didn't happen. Give 
Now I want I want to pause it here because if you hear what that guy said, he said they're still shooting. These parents are here. They want into the building to save their children. The police officers, and this is why we're going to talk about thin blue line is getting thinner. Because if you sit here and you look at these, at this video, if you listen, they're pushing parents back from going in to help their children. And I understand an active shooter situation. Yeah, but they arrest, they, they have that one guy in the back. Oh, I, I, I'm getting there. Yeah, they throw somebody to the ground. They have their tasers pulled. They handcuffed a mother who had two children in that school. What makes this particularly heinous is the next video I'm going to show you. Now, I want you to, we're going to come back to this one because I think it is important to hear the anguish in those parents' voices as they understand what is happening and had to wait an hour for the police to respond and take care of the shooter. A whole hour where that individual was in that classroom with those kids. But I want you to hear what was going on. Now, I haven't uploaded the full one, and we'll get to that. I'll also hear and send it so that we can hear it. But here's the short version. I heard that some law enforcement officers actually went into school uh, to get their kids out. Can you pause right there? They handcuffed a woman, put them on the street, pointed tasers at the parents. But. The police officers who were first on the scene, they went and got their kids. Talk about that. Right, so what we do know, Vanessa, right now that there was some uh, police officers, families trying to get their children out of the school because it was an active shooter situation right now. It's a terrible situation right now. And, of course, just as we mentioned, the loss of life, it's, it's just terrible. It's a terrible tragedy right now that took place. But, again, we got to keep acknowledging those brave men and women that actually were there on scene that met this suspect. And, of course, we, we know that they were met with gunfire. Some of them were shot. But at the end... This motherfucker, after dancing around the question and admitting that the police officers went in there by themselves to get their own kids had the audacity to say we need to pay attention to the police officers. We need to focus on what they're doing and the good things that they're doing. Right? Let that let that sink in for for just a second. But let's they let's literally grabbed people. The 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 one lady that got arrested, she ended up uh, when they unhandcuffed her, she ended up jumping the fence and going to get her kids. But not only we're we talking about the fact that they were refusing to allow anyone else to go into the building to save their kids, they went in to get their kids. Fuck everybody else's kids. Yes, that is an abuse of power. That is tyranny. Oh, it, it is much worse. You want to hear the full one? Yeah. Well, let's finish this one first. In of this, the suspect was shot is now deceased. The threat is now um, neutralized. Now, I cut off the first one minute and 30 seconds because I wanted you to hear uh, live on this broadcast or as we're recording this podcast exactly what how he starts the conversation. 
All right. This is the beginning of it. So first, I want to acknowledge the brave men and women of law enforcement that showed up to the scene that actually were involved in the scene, that actually made entry into this school and saved more lives that, of course, we lost 18. But I want to praise those brave men and women of law enforcement. First off, I want to praise the men and women of law enforcement. Damn it. He used three words to describe the victims. And then he went back to praising the police officers. Let's continue, shall we? Offer our condolences on behalf of Texas Department of Public Safety to the families, to the victims, and the entire Uvalde community. So what we do know right now that the suspect um, was involved in a family disturbance earlier on the day with his grandmother in which he shot his grandmother. Uh, from that point on, what we do know is that local law enforcement received a call of a crash and a man with a gun nearby where the school's at. At that point, local law enforcement responded to the school. The suspect made entry into the school. Wait, you had a call that some fuck crashed a car and he had a gun at a school and you're telling me the school wasn't locked down, right? The school didn't lock down and you're proud of the fact that you showed up to the scene a day late and a dollar fucking short. Shall we? And as soon as he made entry into the school, he started shooting children, teachers, whoever's in his way. He was shooting everybody. We had, of course, as I mentioned, brave law enforcement made entry into that school, exchanged gunfire with a suspect who was wearing body armor. He was not wearing body armor. He was, however, wearing a tactical vest, but there were no plates in the body armor. So he's just wearing a carrier was all. Yeah. Several police officers were shot. Now, hold on. At that point. Now, I know I'm not law enforcement trained, and I have no military background, but it seems to me that body armor or not, if you hit that bastard in the chest enough times, he's going to fall the fuck over. Right? Fair. Because it doesn't get rid of the kinetic energy, it just keeps it from puncturing you. So... You opted, he's not wearing any plate. He's wearing a, a, a tactical vest. And you're telling me nobody shot that asshole? Well, let me read you a statement by uh, a, a reporter from NBC. The Texas officials have glossed over this particular account. And you just heard this individual do it, right? Have glossed over this. But by their account, the gunman was first spotted outside the school. By an armed school resource officer. Now, Texas law and federal law are both very clear. Guns are verboten on school property. Right? Right. Which means that the moment he was on school grounds, not the moment he walked into the building, the moment that he was on school grounds, he was in violation of policy. I only point that out. Because people want to say, go, well, it's open carry, which means he can see or walk around with a gun out all he wants. It's He doesn't actually commit a crime till he's in the building. That is a lie meant to distract. They, It is very clear. School property, not the school building. The school property is a gun-free zone. And I bring that up for this part. He was spotted outside the school by an armed school resource officer who did not fire at him. Instead, confronted him and then followed him into the school. Please tell me he's one of the dead. No. Oh, he's not. 
No. So this asshole not only doesn't do his fucking job, doesn't prevent this, he's probably the reason why the kid got in the goddamn school to begin with. Well, here, let me let me let me bring up some coincidences, shall we? I don't like the this. the school district for Rob Elementary School has its own police department with five cops and one security guard. This was the security guard, right? The city of Ulvedi's police department receives just under 40% of the entire city's budget for the year. And they got a $500,000 grant from the state of Texas. Neither stopped today's massacre. But you want to talk about Strange? I haven't brought this up to you yet, so you get to hear it at the same time our audience does. Ready? Two months ago, mm-hmm. at the Ovedes High School, mm-hmm. they conducted a mass shooter drill. One of the teachers who participated just happened to be the very first teacher that was shot in this scenario and happens to be the wife of a police officer. Great, so you basically just gave him the walkthrough. Because wasn't he at the... He got kicked out of the the high school, right? I don't know when he got kicked out, but two months ago, they had this scenario. But the incompetence doesn't stop there. I'm still trying to understand how the armed guard did did not fire. I mean, if you see somebody walking up to a school building in a tactical vest that is not a police officer... I don't know. Maybe pull your head out of your ass and stop eating the donuts long enough to figure out this guy might be a problem. Well, let's let's keep adding to all of the stuff, and then we can sit here and we can talk about worst case, best case scenario, right? So one child died directly because of cops' incompetence. Oh. When the cops came in, the cops said, yell if you need help. One of the per one of the children said help. The shooter overheard came in and shot her. I will read his words. The the boy and four others hid under a table that had a tablecloth over it, which may have shielded them from the shooter's view and saved their lives. The boy shared high breaking details about what happened in that room. Here's his quote. When the cops came, the cops said, Yell if you need help. One of the persons in my class said help. The guy overheard, he came in and he shot her, the boy said. The car barged into that classroom. The guy shot at the cop and the cop started shooting. He said once the shooting stopped, he came out from underneath the table. Yell if you need help. Oh, thank you for identifying my next targets. I'm really trying to bite my tongue on this one. I hit me with the next one. All right. DPS director, DPS director Steve McGraw said twice that cops were the ones who barricaded the shooter into a classroom. That contradicts previous statements by other DPS spokesmen who said the gunsman barricaded himself and immediately began shooting the kids. Strange. That's weird. That's suspicious. So here's... This is so bad. 
The you mean to tell me that some of the police officers that showed up at the school went in to rescue their own kids, but refused to let the anxious parents rescue theirs because police waited forty minutes before gaining entry. Here's the problem that we have in society, though. You have people like this. I do not believe this for one second. Not one second. Another commenter said that the scene from the video was after. That was the one where the parents are screaming, right? Was after, and they could not let anyone rush into the crime scene. Shame on you. This is ridiculous. Here's the response. There are statements from the father of a fourth grader whose daughter died in the shooting that there were crowds of people pleading for police to enter. He even tried to enter himself and was stopped. Meanwhile, unbeknownst to him, his daughter was slowly bleeding out to her death while the police waited outside. I have read from many sources and many witnesses that officers did enter and rescue their own children from classrooms. The town spends 40% of its budget on the police, and the police view do not view this as a lifestyle. They view it as a workplace. They need to support their own families and owe it to themselves and their families to come home safe. It was the shooter's fault, not the police. No, 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 no. I get that people want to say that, you know, they, they did the right thing. They followed procedure. But I'm sorry. If there's 40 of you and there's one of these fuckers, get him by sheer numbers. I mean, he's not going to stop fucking shooting until you kill him. Okay. I want to do the timeline. Uh, I have one more tweet uh, that I want that or one more discussion that I want to bring up. But I want to do the timeline. Do you realize that that shooter was in that classroom? For 45 minutes. With an AR-15. And a pistol. And only 25 children were killed. In that time. Or were shot. 25 people. 45 minutes. The motherfucker could have had a musket loader. And done that amount of damage. Let's be honest. Either. Somebody put their hand on that dude and said this far, no farther, or something doesn't smell quite right. But let, let's, let me, let me let's say finish. This. Okay. Because I hunt with black powder. Okay. And I'm slow. When, in my family, I'm one of the slowest ones, but I can reload my black powder in less than a minute and a half. 25 students. Yeah, but I'm sitting here, you know, 45 minutes. You give me a black powder rifle, I could have done that in 45 minutes. Yeah, and you had to reload every single fucking time. This dude had an AR-15 with over 300 rounds of ammunition, 30-round magazines, and a pistol, and only shot 25 people. Either something is wrong, or that was a miracle in and of itself. Just think about that. That children made it out of that room alive. But let's talk about this, shall we? Since they want to talk about how they barricaded him in the room. Ready? The bottom line, because uh, the spokesman, McGraw, you disappeared. Are you screaming? Where did you go? I'm good. Okay. Okay. 
So I I was at the top. Okay. Of my life. So McGraw, the the spokesman, responding to all of the why didn't you do something, all of that stuff. Where were the cops? He said the bottom line is law enforcement was there. They did engage immediately. They did contain Ramos in the classroom. Left conveniently out of this statement is that the classroom was full of children, which were then slaughtered. They didn't engage anyone. No shots were fired. They're trying to spin it as if they contained him when in reality he had the upper hand and shot children for an hour while they waited for SWAT and had to get a fucking key to let them in. Yeah, but if I don't pay my taxes, they can fucking blow my door off the hinges, but you're not going to do it for to save kids? Yeah, fuck you. Oh, yeah. So, one of the parents urged bystanders, let's just rush in because the cops aren't going to do anything like they're supposed to. And then, because, you know, you have, you have to have those legal eagles, ready, who come out and say this. They are correct. The U.S. Supreme Court has made it clear that law enforcement agencies are not, requ- are not required to provide protection to the citizens who are forced to pay the police for their services. In the cases of Deshani versus Winnebago and the town of Castle Rock versus Gonzalez, the Supreme Court has ruled that police agencies are not obligated to provide protection of citizens. In other words... Police are well within their rights to pick and choose when to intervene to protect the lives and properties of others, even when a threat is apparent. The Supreme Court has said that cops' jobs are not to protect you unless they fucking feel like it. Yeah, I'll be goddamn. When I grew up, cops actually had a job. It was there. They put their lives on the line to make sure you got home. So what are you going to do? Tell me that. uh, Wait, wait. So you're going to tell me that in an active shooter situation, it's not the job of the police officer to protect you. And if, if that's the case, then it's not the firefighter's job to come in the house and save you from a burning building. That is also true. Do you want to know the reasoning behind it that they use? Mm-hmm. Is that you cannot mandate someone lay down their life for another person. The military. I get it. I, I'm just saying that that is the logic that they use. Look, this is one of the times and step the fuck out. This isn't the job for you. Yeah, this is one of the times where I want to say, uh, this is one of the times where I want to sit here and say, then you knew what you signed up for when you decided you wanted that government paycheck. When you wanted that authority and that badge. I know that the Supreme Court, I know what the Supreme Court says. I have read those decisions. There's another one. I just can't remember. Hold on, let's see if I can find it. Warren versus DC, right? I know, I know that, that what the Supreme Court says. However, if you're willing to accept a certain level of responsibility, a certain amount of power, or you choose a profession that is inherently dangerous. You accept those risks when you take that oath. And people will say, well, Odin, you're not going to fucking sit here and, you know, you don't expect an electrician to sit here and, and lay the life down for a power outage. Fair. But here's the difference. They don't swear an oath to serve and protect. 
or to defend? They don't. Police officers do. Military do. Those services do. They all take that oath. Electricians, plumbers, tradesmen, nurses. Well, nurses have the Hippocratic Oath. Right? But they don't take an oath to defend, to lay down their life. People in the military are inherently aware that when they sign that dotted line, they are giving Uncle Sam a blank check. They could come to at any moment and is up to the full balance of their life. They know that before they sign up. Police officers can claim that they do not, but they would be stupid if they did. I'm just, I, I'm just saying, you took that oath. I don't give a damn what the law says. Right is right. I don't care what the law says. If you do not have the cojones, the testicles, whatever you want to call it, to sit here and be able to sit here and take a bullet. Because I was talking, I don't usually talk news of the day, especially if it's triggering, with certain women in my life. Freya is one. The other one is my wife. So I was telling my wife about the story and she said, and I told her, I said, I do not know how these people can sit here and try and justify the actions of the police department. I said, honey, let me ask you a question. If I sit here and I charged into that blind ass that I am with a gun to go kill the shooter and I got killed, would you hate me for that? She goes, no, I would, I would cease to respect you. If you saw shit like that and you did nothing. Because she understands. Yeah, I may not be able to stop the shooter, but any bullets that go into me don't go into the children. Fair. That any action I take gives the, has the potential to save countless lives. And for me as a man to sit here and watch it happen and not storm that fucking building <coughs> protocols be damned. Well, not only that, let me ask you this. What was the fucking SRO officer doing? Seriously? That's it? You have one fucking job. They even gave you a gun on school grounds. One fucking job. But you asked me about that video, and I said, well, if I can find it, that's one hell of a story, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, so here's how it breaks down. At best... At best, best case fucking scenario of this entire situation is that it was an absolute lack of training and balls. They were cowards. At worst, it is something that is beyond belief. However, there are inconsistencies in the timelines. The Border Patrol agents... The 18 minutes of missing audio from the from the radio traffic. I believe that 18 minutes is when the officers were getting their own children out of school. If if I had to guess, like how fucked up is it that you went in there to get your own kids, but you didn't have the decency to to do your fucking job? Right. Not only that, let let's let let's add to this. Not only did you fuck up, I want to know who's going to be held liable for the fact that the jackass got in a goddamn school to begin with. Aren't the doors supposed to be locked? There are certain uh, 
there was there, literally a, there are certain protocols uh for that situation uh since Columbine that there there are certain protocols that are supposed to that they're supposed to have but the debate right now nobody cares about that they want to talk about the uh the taking of uh they want to talk about banning guns which i think is horseshit because if you think about it when 911 happened we didn't ban airplanes we tightened security when when the boston marathon bombing happened we didn't outlaw pressure cookers I'm so glad. When these horrible things happen, they sit here and they bump up security. But now, one situation, now I know people are going to say, but there's been all these school shootings and blah, blah, blah. I don't fucking care. And you don't either. You, They only care when it fucking matters. When they can use it for their agenda. They've been arguing for the fucking past 50 years to kill the life of their own child, so spare me all of the fucking crocodile tears for bullshit. Right? However, let's talk about this, shall we? They want to talk about gun control, they want to talk about all of their stuff, right? I think Tim Pool says it best. People breaking the law is no excuse for stripping law-abiding citizens of their rights. More people, even though everybody wants to scream, and holler about AR-15s and assault rifles, which isn't a term, right? And assault rifles and all that fun shit. Let, let's remember that, uh, that, um, oh, I need to get rid of this. Let us remember that it was already illegal for him to do what he was doing. It was already illegal for him to own a pistol. It was already illegal for him to be on school grounds. You want to take away? You want to talk about taking away guns? Fine, let, let's talk about that. But before any law-abiding citizen gives up their gun, all politicians need to get rid of their secret service and hand over their guns first. Yeah, let me let me ask you a question. Do you remember a couple years ago when that guy opened fire in a church in Texas? Yeah, and the guy with the AR-15 took him out. Yeah, it got fucking blown away. All right. The so, only thing that will stop a bad man with a gun is a good guy with a gun. So that's what happened in this case, too. Don't let the story of the heroic cops running in. It is one dude who walked in, who just happened to be a Border Patrol, walked in and took that motherfucker out by himself. No SWAT team. None of this other stuff, because all of the other people had been shot at and fucking lost. Just, just keep that in mind. Yeah, but how Let's you... Oh, go this, ahead. Okay, this is a le- okay. Y'all gonna get mad at me for saying this, but this is an eighteen-year-old scrawny as fuck, cross-dressing twink, and he bested how many fucking officers? Wait, 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 wait. Oh, I have a picture. Let me see if I can find it. I laughed. They they posted the Facebook picture of the the SWAT team. You want to see what they look like? Yeah. Oh, if they're all in a bunch of fucking tutus, I'm going to shit a brick. 
No, though that would be that would be funny. That is that is not where I was going with that particular thing. I uh, I just want to show you that uh, this is what their forty percent of their budget and grant for five hundred thousand dollars did. So, uh, do 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 do. do. What if I go? Fat lot of good you ass hats were. That's their SWAT team. Why do they all look like? Never mind. I'm not gonna say it. You know what? But I have. Here's I have need to do. How many of them were in there? Was that was that ten people? Fifteen people? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, nine, nine. Okay. Here's what I say. We'll take those nine people, and we'll get you, me, Marcus. Jake, and we need one washed-up vet. That would be me. Yeah, we need another one. Oh. Anyway, I'd say the five of us could wipe the floor with them in a fucking airsoft tournament right off the bat. 30 seconds. Probably. But, do you want to know what they did for the 40 minutes? Do you want to know what they... Do you want to see what they did? They're, they're a SWAT unit. Their job is to be, you know, a swift, a rapid response unit. Their job is to be able to get into places where people have barricaded themselves in. You're telling me that not one of these asshats had a fucking pry bar or something else to pop that door open. Are you telling Dude. me that no one had the ability to break a fucking window and get their ass in there and finish it? Sorry. Do you want to know what they were doing for the 40 minutes before... They decided to enter the building. Jerking each other off. You want to see it? Sure. Here you go. Drinking water under the tree. 40-minute water break from the hot Texas sun after doing absolutely nothing while 19 19 children and two teachers were being killed because they were trapped in a classroom with a psycho gunman. They're drinking water. I hope it chokes. Must stay hydrated. But... The one people that did want to act, here's the mother. A panicked parent were begging police officers to save their children. We're going to go back to that. We're going to finish that video because I think it's important. Now, remember, this is the short one. There's a six-minute one or almost seven-minute one that's just more of the screaming, and you don't need to listen to that, but you need to understand this. One of the women was put in handcuffs and informed they were being placed under arrest. There's an active shooter situation, and they arrest one of the mothers. Let's let's read the official statement. A mom of two children at Olvades was put in handcuffs after urging police and law enforcement to enter the school. Once freed from her cuffs, she jumped the school fence, ran inside, and sprinted out with her own children. They put her in fucking cuffs thin blue line it's looking awfully thin ain't it it's not a thin blue line you know what that is cowardice that is, that is the proverbial boot on your neck mm-hmm. and then they got their own kids out and they ground that heel into your throat and said what are you going to do about it oh here, here's the official statement from the teacher that I was saying about the first teacher to be killed at Robb Elementary School yesterday was 43-year-old Ava uh, Merkels. 
Chillingly, her police officer husband, Ruben Ruiz, held an active shooter drill at Ulvedi High School just two months ago. Now, if you weren't a conspiracy theorist, well, but we can be assured, we can be assured that it, everything is okay. The day of the shooting, PolitiFact put out a fact check. It is not a false flag. The same day of the shooting, they put out the, it is not a false flag. All right, so we're going to talk about two people who decided to play asshat of the day. And they were running neck and neck. The two people that have decided they were going to play ass out of the day. Uh, we're going to start out with Beta Okuk uh, has decided that he wanted to interrupt a news conference so he could, you know, tout his own glory and blame everyone else. Ignoring the kids and using them to, to, to build clout. And then, oh, bummer, the fucking seditious treasonous bastard that we call a previous president decided that it was perfectly fine to use 18 kids and then ignore them and talk about a convicted fucking felon who do you think won asshat of the day fuck um do i have to pick Can none I pick of them asshat of the day goes to all the fucking cutards that think it didn't happen but it did happen i know I'm I'm that quiet angry right now and it's bothering me because I see here you go at, at worst it's it's utter cowardice and incompetence or at best it's it's utter cowardice and incompetence at worst not only did they facilitate it they also made sure to take care of their own fucking kids and fuck everyone else so I was was trying to figure out you know I like to give people a little something something you know, little little bit of wisdom, and I was writing it down, and I just couldn't seem to find the right words for the amount of anger that I feel, because I feel betrayed. The people that were supposed to be the line between law and between order and chaos, between law and destruction. The line between justice and injustice feels like somebody just fucking erased it. Right? Yeah, no, I erased it. Vada Kadava, that, that pitch is gone. Yeetus deletus. They just they ripped it off like a magician ripping a tablecloth off. Like it's not even there anymore. If you can't trust in a situation like that. In a situation where children, innocent children's lives are on the line. You cannot trust police officers to do their job. How the fuck do you expect them to do their job any other way? In any other circumstance? Well, <coughs> so here's my issue. Going through all of this stuff, dealing with all the stories, right, that I go through on a daily basis to gather sources and all the conspiracy-minded bullshit. I have to, you know, keep myself grounded somehow. So that's why I bounce shit off of you at like four o'clock in the morning. Hey, look what I found! 
right? Every once in a while, you go, dude, that's crazy. Don't say it or it'll come true. Or there's no fucking way, right? So, right, right. right. Although we do live in 2022 and nobody I, no fucking Jumanji yet. No, so, so, I no longer say there's no fucking way because somebody's going to roll a nat 20. So I have developed a kind of sixth cent for sensing patent patterns. You know, blatant bullshit, the probability of something happening. I'm the facts and figures guy, so I look up, what are the odds of this happening? Right. Uh, and uh, the frequent killings of groups of random innocent people right, in, in the United States recently is just not possible. Most mass shootings that happen in the United States, and they happen all of the time, with... It, with common out with regularity, anything more than three victims is classified as a mass shooting, and the media ignores them because it doesn't fit their narrative. Most of them are gang members. Most of them are people who fire into a group of people that they hate, right? But the statistics of them going with the frequency of what they have been recently, being fired upon innocent groups of people simply is statistically impossible or extremely improbable, right? People in the U.S., if they're actually going to arrive at a point where they're willing to kill a group of people, are many, many, many thousands of times more likely to kill a group of people that they feel engaged in injustice against them or people they know or care about. And I bring that up because. These were the same race of people. They were all Hispanic. Or the majority of them were Hispanic. The grandfather and the grandma or the next door neighbor that the grandmother went to after she got shot, right? Explains about the shooter that he was never bullied on. He was a good kid. Nobody ever picked on him. He had friends. Right, up until 2020, right? So, if these random mass killings are legitimate, not that they didn't happen, but if they're legitimate that, you know, they're, they're totally random, right? that's what I mean by that, right? There would simultaneously be many thousand times more killings and bombings of politicians, CEOs, bosses, in meetings, malpractice doctors, churches involved in molestation, police departments, etc. The killings of random people in schools, movie theaters, restaurants, and the such would be virtually non-existent in comparison, using that logic, right? However, if it was a false flag, or somebody was staging the events to scare people into believing that they're not safe anywhere... And that the police state expansion and support of military invasions is needed to keep them safe. Then what we're currently seeing is exactly what you'd expect to see. If the goal of whoever was causing it, if it wasn't random, right? If it wasn't just the dude went fucking crazy, right? And it wasn't random, right? This is exactly what you would see. Using fear. That you're not safe at school. That you're not safe anywhere. They caught, and we talked about this months ago. They will apply pressure on you to the point where you will beg for salvation. Take away my liberties. Take away my freedoms. I just want to feel 
safe. Tread on me harder, daddy government. Yes. But now with this, I think I think if it was a false flag that that it was intentional that somebody paid him, encouraged him, coerced him. And it's not like we haven't seen recent examples of the FBI doing exactly that. Hello, the attempted kidnapping of the Michigan governor. Like there was like 15 people involved and like oh, most of them were were feds. Yes. I don't know if it was anything like that, but I will tell you that our government, our education system, and our society as a whole is to blame. We are literally prepping people to be mass shooters. Yeah. So I have a a report that I had to go find. It was a pain in the ass to go find. Where did I put it? Did I put it in the Telegram group? That's not Telegram. It is a report that they have been scrubbing from the internet. Big surprise, right? What if I told you that there was a study? Now, remember, he was transgender and he suffered from depression, right? What if I told you that there was a study that somebody did and they published it, talked about the mental effects of what happens when you screw with people's heads with pain medication? What if that was real? Okay. And I have it. I mean... The whole basis of, of psychotic medicines, uh, or psychological medicine, is is to mess with the brain. So, yeah, okay, it makes sense. Okay, here's what it's called. Ready? Here's what the name of the study is called. Psychiatric d- drugs create violence and suicide, school shootings, and other acts of senseless violence. Let's look at all of the mass shootings that have happened for a while. Now, this are this pub paper was published in 2018, right? Let's look at them. We know that the Aurora shooter in Colorado with the Batman mentally disturbed, mentally uh, he's taking medication for it, right? Uh, uh, psychoactive drugs. This guy, it, was transgender and taking medication for depression and gender reassignment. You're already a mixed bag of fucked up to begin with, and now you're going to add chemicals into the mix. Yeah, it's easy. Uh, And let's look at it realistically. Now we have a society that thinks that being trans is trendy. So now you have 20% of the population of the millennial generation that are taking, or whatever the generation is now, that are taking puberty blockers. So you're fucking with their hormones. We are building an army of mass shooters, programmable mass shooters, if this study is to be believed. Every mass shooting is not a race or a color, it's not a color of your skin thing most of them are mental issues 
Why don't we focus on that? Oh, wait. I remember. It doesn't fit the narrative. You want the guns taken away so that you can step in and take over the country and bow the will to the people. But I hate to tell you this, most Americans still remember the age-old rule that every dictator has started with disarming its own people. They still remember that. They may not be able to to remember who's fucking in charge of them, the three branches of the fucking government, the two branches of the legislative branch. They may not understand that logic, but they do know that if they give up their weapons, they're fucking sitting ducks when the tyrannical government goes super tyrannical. At no point has disarming your citizenry ever ended well. Yeah. So I will send you a copy of this so you can read it. But uh, I uh, just thought I would let you know that there's already a study on that. And uh, they're going to sit here and do what they need to do to disarm the populace. But we don't want to talk about we don't want to talk about the real cause. We don't want to talk about mental illness because we would offend the trans people. We can talk about guns. We can talk about making every freaking article that we write about the evil white man, even though the majority of them are not. A gun has never once killed someone. On its own. By itself? Okay. I was going to say, guns have killed plenty of people, but it's usually the person pulling the trigger that does it. Like like in 100% of the cases. Yeah, it's like, hey, sit here, I'm like, uh, so maybe let's not take care of the root fucking cause that there are shitty human beings out there? Yeah. But at the same time, we don't want to get to the point where we're saying, well, you can't have one, and you can't have one, and you can't have one. You need to sit here and make guns more accessible, not less accessible, because an armed society is a polite society. Because you won't find a mass shooting in an NRA convention or a gun show. No. Because no matter how fucking psychotic they are, they know that they're fucking out-armed if they show up at one of those places. It's like, okay, look, the ATF doesn't show up to a fucking house in the south that's a trailer with you know three cars in the tall grass and an engine block hanging from a tree. No, you, you you strike that from a distance, right? Yeah, because uh, meth lad go boom. Yeah, pretty much. It's like it's there's a and I can never remember where it came from, but an armed society is a polite society. Yeah. See, if you can suddenly, I wish we'd bring back dueling. I think it should be perfectly legal. Bowie, Texas. Wait, I can go to Bowie, Texas, and duel people. Yes. Hey, fuckers! All y'all got a problem with me. We can set up a date and time. Let's meet in Bowie. <laughs> All right. So, we're going to finish this episode with the video that is that we started it with. For those of you who are denying it, or for those of you who want to make it political, or those of you who have an agenda... I want you to pay attention to the actual pain in these parents' voices. And regardless of if it was a false flag, a conspiracy, if it was 
an agenda to get rid of guns or it was fucking white supremacy. That doesn't matter. This this incident isn't but isn't even 72 hours old yet and we're debating this shit. Find some humanity. Come on, I got his body out of the way. Who's shooting?